Welcome to the Guildhall School Events Podcast, and I'm delighted to welcome, for the first time on the podcast, the principal of the school, Professor Barry Ive. Barry is joined by two postgraduate musicians, pianist Marisa Gupta and cellist Alejandro Diaz, who will be performing in the upcoming Homage to Catalonia series, which celebrates the work of three 20th century Catalan composers, Montsalvace, Toldra and Mompo, on the 8th of November. So welcome everybody. Welcome. Um, Barry, we'll start with you. People might be wondering why the principal is involved in this particular one day festival. Perhaps you can tell us how it came about and what interests you about these three composers. Sure. Well, I think most people know that I have some previous, as far as Spanish is concerned and Spain is concerned. I was a professor of Spanish before I came to Guildhall. I call myself a cultural historian and uh, I focused mostly on the what we call the early modern period from the late 15th to the middle of the 17th century. Uh, but I did do quite a lot of work on Spanish uh, music during that period. Now, obviously, that's not a great deal of use in my current job, <laughs> but uh, sometimes my colleagues um, humour me by allowing me to indulge my interest in Spanish music. And uh, a few years ago, we did, for example... Um, the Scarlatti Marathon, we took part in an international Scarlatti Marathon and played 90-plus Scarlatti Sonatas in one day here as part of a, a worldwide one-day festival. Uh, and then in 2009, we did a very interesting week-long uh, focus on, um, on uh, Albanese. And um, it really was the result of that that I was approached to see if we would be interested in doing something around these three uh, anniversaries. Uh, this year is the centenary of the death of Monsabache, um, the 50th anniversary of the death of Edgar Toldra, and the 25th anniversary of the death of Monpo. So there seemed you know, a good reason to focus on those three Catalan uh, composers, and uh, there was an offer of some sponsorship, and, and of course one of the other reasons for this focus is that we have a very large cohort of Spanish students in the in the school, and so it'll be mostly Spanish students who are performing this repertoire. So there are all sorts of reasons why we should have a focus on Spanish, or in this case, Catalan uh, composers. Why these three composers are interesting, I think they're all interesting for different reasons, but they're all part of a generation of Catalan composers that came after what we call the late 19th century Catalan Renaissance, which is a great period of cultural flowering in, in Catalonia, based in uh, Barcelona. And uh, they're all really the products of that. There was a very strong fo- focus on Catalan nationalism during that period, and uh, various mm, influences came about, which uh, I think helped to explain why these three composers uh, wrote as they did, and, and, um, and so therefore I think there's every reason you know, to give them a, a little bit of a focus. And the series is actually three concerts taking place in one day, lunchtime and two evenings. Do you think there's a particular benefit to focus on these composers in that kind of concentrated way? Well, it was Ronan O'Hara's suggestion, uh, and I think it's an interesting one. I mentioned Albanese earlier, and we took a whole week to look at Albanese. And he suggested that this might be better if we focused on one day. Um, And there are some practical implications of this. Uh, Getting the musicians together, for example, Alejandra's uh, uh, ensemble, the 
if I say this ensemble, um, I'm, I'm sure it's useful to them <laughs> to be <laughs> yeah. to focus on one day rather than uh, lots of different uh, dates. And um, uh, so, really, it's a format that we we haven't really tried before uh, in the school, to my knowledge. Uh, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Excellent. Well, Alejandra, as as Barry mentioned, you're performing in the first and the third concerts. Mm -hmm. Um, which will showcase a range of chamber music by these composers. Can you tell us a bit about the repertoire that your ensemble will be performing and, and who else is involved in the performance? Yeah, sure. Um, well, first of all, I would like to thank Barry for giving me this opportunity to, to take part in this great project. And I'm really looking forward to, to perform with the rest of the players. Uh, we are all Spanish, apart from um, one of the violinists, uh, which is Polish. And so it's quite a bit of a mixture, and but this is good anyway because one of the pieces we were rehearsing the other day is actually the last piece of the program, Vistas al Mar, and she's put on like um, a melody which sounds very Polish. <laughs> so it's like you never know uh, what kind of music you will you will find in, a, in different cultures. But anyway, I uh, begin the first concert and the last concert, um, and the second half of the last concert playing uh, cello and piano pieces by Monsalvace, there's a sonata concertante and microrapsodia. Uh, it's very challenging, the repertoire, especially for the cello, because it's very angelistic the way it was written. But anyway, I think uh, it reflects the intense personality of the composer. And um, it has quite a lot of ranges, different colors, moods, and uh, I think it's very exciting. Then we perform quadrivio for uh, Tres Stradivarius with uh, Raquel, Raquel and Rafael Bolivar. And this is very um, challenging as well because it was written for Stradivarius, which we obviously don't have. But we are trying to, to get hold. Amazing. Um, yeah, and so we, it's very exciting actually. Um, uh, we had a coaching this morning and this is uh, intended to, to be performed with an amazing uh, range of colors and subtleties. And so um, we, we plan to, to play with the Stradivaris. And, um, and then uh, we play uh, Porteto Indiano for string quartet and uh, piano quartet for uh, a sort of by Monsalvace, Recaunit Armonia, which is quite different from the rest of the program because it features, um, it's very neo-romantic in style, and so uh, it's based on the first um, romanza by Tosca, by Puccini, and um, it has wonderful harmonies, and throughout the piece you find uh, a different world from the, from the previous pieces we played. So it's very exciting. And then we play um, Madrigal sobre un tema popular by Monsalvace, for soprano, uh, piano, and cello. And I performed this piece with Alba Bosch, De Schiller, and Marta Lopez. And um, it's uh, based on Cantel Sosels by Pau Casals. It's um, based on, on this beautiful tune, Casalan tune. And also the last piece, Vistas al Mar, as I mentioned before, which for me is the most exciting piece. Um, completely different. Monpo was uh, Monsalvace's teacher. So um, it's very interesting to finish with his piece. Uh, I think it uh, resembles very well the whole idea of the entire program. And it's very, uh, it's uh, based on three poems by Joan Maragall. Every movement uh, corresponds to one of his poems. 
Um, but then the, you find out that the music is not descriptive at all. It's more poetic and sort of uh, draws images in your mind, but it doesn't follow the, the poems in a way. Um, it's very, very interesting. The whole program is amazing for my taste. And the more you play, the more you enjoy it. So it's, I'm really looking forward to, to it. Great. Well, Marisa, you'll be performing in the second concert at six o'clock, playing piano music on ballet themes. Can you tell us a bit about your programme and whether are there particular challenges or things you enjoy about performing music that is written for ballet? Sure. Um, I'll first start off by explaining why I'm involved with this festival, because I'm not Spanish. <laughs> um, That's okay. <laughs> but I'm actually um, completing my doctorate on the music of Montpellier, and that's why I'm with it. Um, I'm affiliated with this specific program. And the program came about not so much because I have a particular affinity um, for ballet music, but because Monpo had a connection to London related to ballet, and I thought it was an interesting way of presenting his music for this festival taking place in London. Um, so I'm going to begin the program with a selection of pieces from the ballet The House of Birds. And um, the famed choreographer, Kenneth Macmillan, was uh, choreographing a ballet based on um, a Grimm Brothers fairy tale. And this was, uh, this was for Sadler's Wells in 1955. And um, his music collaborator, John Lanchbury, at the time was a huge fan of Mompo. He was, I mean, his music is not so widely known now, but back then it really wasn't. And he had decided he wanted to orchestrate some of Mompo's music for the ballet. And uh, it, was, it was a big success. And um, upon the success of that, the Royal Ballet at Covent Garden had decided to commission another work from Mompo a few years later. And for this, he completed a work. Uh, it was the Variations on a Theme of Chopin, which uh, was a piece he had begun many years earlier in collaboration with the great Catalan uh, cellist Casado. And um, final, so I'll perform that work in its entirety. And the final work I'll be playing is selections from from a ballet. Um, pe Can you help me with the pronunciation? Don Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, which was a collaboration uh, with Monsalvace. And this was a commission from a ballet company in Spain, also uh, upon the success of the Sadler's Wells um, House of Birds production. And um, so I'll be performing selections from that work as well. And um, I just, I think that it's a very interesting way of listening to Monpo's music. Uh, for those who are familiar with Monpo, I think his music is often associated with mysticism and a sort of introverted nature. It's very intimate. And um, I think like most Spanish music, it, his music still relates to, to songs and dance above all. And um, so it's, it's a nice way for me to present these works. Well, it's fair to say, as, as you just mentioned um, with Monpo, that none of these composers have a particularly high profile in the UK. Um, do any of you have a reason that you think that might be? Is British Music Society perhaps becoming a little bit more interested in lesser known 20th century music than it has been in the past? Well, if, I, if I could uh, venture an answer, uh, 
I mean, the root of the problem is that music history is basically dominated by Italy, Germany, and France. <laughs> and um, we have similar, similar problems with English music, actually, with Spanish music, I think, even more so. Um, it's very difficult sometimes to distinguish what is uh, characteristic of Spain itself and separate that from influences, say, in the Renaissance from Italy or in later periods from Germany and France. And this, um, ca this generation of composers, I think, is rather reacting against the German Romantic uh, tradition of the 19th century and is trying to discover some uh, real authentic roots in, in uh, Catalan music. So that, I think, is what makes it uh, interesting. I mean, I also have a strong, very strong view that uh, one of the rules, one of the reasons for uh, the kind of programming that we do in the conservatoire is that we should be exploring the full range of the repertoire, not just going with mainstream all the time, and, and actually uh, appreciating these composers and bringing them out into the open and introducing them to new audiences. And do you think there's a growing interest, not just in music, but across the arts in Catalan culture? That's perhaps something... Very definitely, because yeah, there's a, a, a strong contemporary political angle to this. Um, but then that's always been, a, it kind of ebbs and flows. But uh, it's particularly interesting and appropriate at the moment uh, when um, England and Scotland are discussing their future relationships and no doubt Castile and, and Catalan, uh, Catalonia will be doing the same, uh, are, are doing the same. So yeah, there is that little kind of piquancy there from the uh, political situation. I think also when you look um, at the classical music industry, for instance, if you look at recordings, you know, the, the canon has been recorded many, many times, <laughs> and you find that now, for instance, record companies are looking more towards unusual repertoire, not just Catalan music, but in all realms. But I, I think you'll find more recently um, there have been many recordings made of the music of Masopache and Montpol and Toltra and and other Catalan composers that we're not focusing on for this festival. And you mentioned earlier you're doing your PhD in Monpo. It's so a demo. Uh, demo. <laughs> so how, um, how did you get interested in Monpo? Actually, it's, um, it's, it's a long story. Um, a few years back, I'd won a prize in the Maria Canals competition, which is held in Barcelona. And because I was playing concerts uh, in Catalonia, I thought I would program some Catalan music and Monpo was suggested to me. And I fell in love with the music. And a few years back at the Guildhall, when they did the Albanese Festival, um, uh, Barry had come across a few um, previously unpublished works of Monpo that had been discovered, I think, around 2007, 2008. Um, and I performed a few of these pieces, maybe eight or nine of them, and realized there were about 50 um, that had been discovered and I decided to make this the topic of my dissertation because I thought the works were very, very high quality, more than high quality, I loved them. And um, that's sort of how my association with this music came about. And you're working on your, um, your doctorate now, yes. Do you, what are your plans for this year, how, how far have you got to go? Um, well, <laughs> we should that's say that Barry is a supervisor. Yeah, this is a loaded question. <laughs> um, hopefully, I'll be finishing sometime within the ne next year. And um, I, I'm very excited 
more excited than I expected, actually, about um, you know my academic work and how it relates to my performing activities. Um, as part of the submission, in addition to to the dissertation, I have to give a series of recitals, and I will be um, performing music that places Montpol um, in context of his contemporaries. So. Like many of the great Catalan and Spanish composers of the time, he went to Paris to study. And you know, there was a great, um, great deal of interrelationship between the French and Spanish composers of the time. So I'll be performing a series of recitals um, placing Montpol in the context of French composers of the time who influenced him and also his Spanish contemporaries. And Alejandra, you're on the master's programme here, aren't yes. you? Can you tell us about your plans for this year and what you're enjoying about your time at the school? Well, I'm very excited about the beginning of this year because I so far had a, the great pleasure to, to lead the cello sections in two big projects, the Carmina Burana and um, Dona Pelafric first and second rounds, and um, also for Centre for Orchestra Masterclass playing for Valerie Gekiev was one of the most amazing experiences ever as a musician and um, and then obviously I need to focus on my um, end of year recital this year which is quite important and but uh, so far I have two projects in March uh, performing Stag at Night by Argo Part uh, as part of the Gijol concert in Brandenburg Sinfonia Spring Choral Festival and um, I'm also part of the Gijol artists at the Barbican for first time, so I'm very excited. Performing uh, one of Brahms' sextets in G major, which is a stunning piece uh, of music. So I'm really looking forward to both concerts and carry on for the rest of the year performing at the Gijol. Well, it sounds like you've both got your hands full. So thank you very much for sparing the time to talk thank to us. You. And of course to you, Barry Ife as well. Mm-hmm. We're very much looking forward to Homage to Catalonia, which is on the 8th of November. Three concerts, all of which are admission-free, lunchtime and two evening ones. So do come along if you can. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.